Welcome to what we'll have to call Jihad Radio. Will we call it Jihad Radio, Dara? Yeah, sure. Why not? I am. It's been uh, a while. It has been a while. We always said we were going to do this more, but uh, we never get around to it. But sure, at the tail end of the pandemic, we finally get a Jihad Radio together, huh? That's it. It's only been like, what, 18, 19 months of us having nothing to do before we get around to doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we did a few of those Spotify, um, those Spotify group sessions. Those are cool. They're great. That Spotify, uh, yeah, that session that they introduced is being uh, really useful, especially when you're on fucking Zoom calls and instead of listening to music over somebody's mic, you just can all listen to music together on your own sound system. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we thought we'd we'd bring it back for uh, for for the masses. <laughs> 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 uh, so, welcome to uh, GF Radio on Radioactive. We are, me and Dara used to do a, a little nightclub we called The Rock Jihad in the uh, the International in town. First, yeah. That was going five years, wasn't it? You have to remember, well, we started a daily mount. We did? Yeah. Um, started a daily mount before moving into the city centre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did it for... 2000 
and I think it was five to ten, wasn't it? Five to ten, yeah, yeah, two thousand five to ten. Fuck wow. yeah, yeah. They were that. Jesus, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, we're gonna play tunes tonight. I think I was looking at Dara's playlist, and I was looking at my own. I think Dara played those the things that he thought that I would want to hear. Those more punky stuff, and I picked those metal because Dara loves metal. So, uh, so that's what you're gonna get tonight. You're gonna get a metaler playing punk and a, and a fan of punk playing metal. Um, but anyways, I picked loads of songs that you and I went to to say would uh, you and I saw the bands together. Yeah, and I do. Excellent. I do remember seeing Red Fang. In the where was it? it was Wheelands, wasn't it? Wheelands. That's that's one of those gigs that's uh, gone down in history because it was, it was Red Fang after that gig, and it's uh, it was fucking it was one of the best gigs ever. But it was. like you know, it was rammed, fucking rammed. But uh, like the the thing the thing about that gig was like I remember the first song they played. I can't remember what song it was. And the seconds and there was, there was like the crowd around. There was no one fucking moving. It was all like very oh, chin strokey. And then uh, then they played Dirt Wizard as the second song. And I'm right, it's going to kick off now. Now, not now the crowd for the second song. And then the first chords of Wires fucking came on and the crowd erupted. There was a fella standing in front of me that had bought his seven inch and he had his point and he had his T-shirt and he was all like, you know, <laughs> and the, the the point got thrown all over him and a seven inch and his t-shirt and it was like <laughs> the whole the whole audience went mad all the way back to the sound desk and it didn't stop until the end of the gig it was fucking great great yeah red red Frank, they're one of those bands that i'm embarrassed i'm not embarrassed i i just i think they're deadly and i, I do listen to them more than i probably admit especially to my metal friends because i know they're not particularly particularly popular in metal circles but uh, they're they're usually the best bands <laughs> they don't, that's like high on fire when they played here of course high on fire are now considered a great metal band but like when they started like the first time they played here in Wheelands, there was fucking no metalers at it bar a few it was all like the the cool kids that the pitchfork readers and fucking all that like you know people that would have liked sleep and shit like that and then, like, the second time they came back, it was like, yeah, there was a few more metalers. And then the tour time, it was, like, mostly metalers. It was like, they, they, they earned their metal stripes at that stage. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play uh, Prehistoric Dog. This is off their first album, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs>
that was a bit of Wolf Mother with a Woman, a song we have played that she had, I think. Yeah, totally it was. Um, yeah, there. I remember I saw them when they uh, toured here with that album uh, in the Olympia. They're for class. Were they? Um, yeah, they're deadly. But I don't. I you know I never paid much attention to them after. Apparently, the your man sacked everybody and got a new band together for a second album. But you know. Yeah, their second album was was pretty crap. I, the reason I played that is I just remember seeing that it was one of like it was late night TV or something, and it just sounded like something you'd love. I just yeah. remember calling you at like two in the morning, going, "Here, turn on BBC Four. Yeah, it's class. The first album is fucking great. Like yeah. it's 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 like really good. Uh, I must actually give it a listen again. Uh, it's a while since I've heard it, but uh, I remember loving it. Yeah, second album shite though. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to play for us next? Um, uh, so, yeah, Big Black uh, Kerosene. Uh, um, I, I, I embarrassingly only really heard of this song when uh, Lamb of God brought out a covers album under the name Born the Witch, uh, which apparently was the name they went under before Lamb of God. Um, not that I'm a fan of Lamb of God, but I just heard it was a covers album now, and I fucking, I'm a sucker for a covers album. And... Uh, I gave it a listen, and there's there's loads of fucking great songs on it. But uh, this, they do a cover of uh, Big Black's Kerosene, which I'd never heard, and I, it just fucking blew me away. And then I went and listened to Big Black's version afterwards, which was even more impressive. But the thing is, like, the drummer in Lamb of God is a fucking machine, and he actually sounds more like a drum machine than the actual drum machine in fucking Big Black. So uh, maybe I should have played the uh, Board the Witch one, but here, here, here's, here's the big black one. Do 
what was that, Darren? Uh, that was uh, cunts and <laughs> ass to grind. Um, they, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I'd like, they're, oh, I'd, I don't know much about them except for um, they were promoted on, what, how, how do you say it again? Ipecac. Ipecac. yes. Um, Mike Patton's label. And uh, I checked out the video and it was like, yeah, they're like, you know, people trying to be shocking. And uh, but they've got a catchy song. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny that you were saying, well, is, is that punk? And uh, it, it definitely is. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to know. Like, because even like so the song before that was horror and uh, Street Power, which I would, I would like consider kind of like. Uh, late eighties crossover of because uh, it has the energy of punk and then the riffs and drums of sort of trash and just like yeah it's, it has that crossover thing even though it's kind of I don't know um, yeah it's because well, yeah, well, uh, the song I'm gonna play like I was listening I put uh, I want to play some Metallica you know because I figured HMD <laughs> I, a, I, I, I actually I did like a lot of metal when I was a kid and or not when I was a kid I, I've always liked a lot of metal um, but I did really like Metallica and uh, I, so I was listening to, I listened to most of Kill Em All trying to pick a song and it's all like it's in, until the vocals come in that's the punk but, the, but, but you have to understand Kill Em All is a pretty much a straight ripoff of there was a compilation of new wave British heavy metal that was brought out before Metallica released Kill 'Em All, and Kill 'Em All is pretty much a straight rip of the new wave of British heavy metal. It's only when they did Ride Light that they kind of found their own sound. But I still love Kill 'Em All. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, I was just I was just surprised at how punk it sounded. You know, yeah, totally. Yeah. But that's it. It was very British uh, sound of that sort of, yeah, punk. I thought you were going to play something off the new uh, covers uh, album that Metallica. Well, it, it's, it's, I've only seen it on Spotify and it seems to be like they got loads of fucking, like there's Elton John with Miley Cyrus doing it. So, like, Metallica. <laughs> no, like, I can't remember what it's called. Is it Blacklisted or some shit like that? But, like, so idols do the God the Failed, but it's all non-metal people doing Metallica songs. I think it's them trying to seem relevant. Um, but um, well, as an answer to that, I'm going to play the first song off the first album. Excellent.
All right, a bit of Wizard Fire Top Mountain there. I, I believe we saw them a few times together, didn't we? Once or twice, yeah. I'd say you were probably playing with them a couple of times as well. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah. the lazy bastard wanted to play like four times in one night so he didn't have to play one four times in four nights? <laughs> well, you know, that's, yeah, fit it all in. Yeah. Uh, they were a great live band though, though, weren't they? Yeah, fucking love it, Wizards. Um, and I'm trying to remember, I think the name, oh no, sorry, I'm thinking of Realistic Train, uh, the name that was conceived at Roadborne one year when we were all, when we were over there and they were there. But uh, yeah, no, Wizards. Uh, yeah, Wizards fucking great. Dying to hear the album. Have you not heard the album? <laughs> no. I've got, I've got a copy over there. It's oh, great. actually, I had, was, did they not record? Oh, yes, yes. I only heard uh, they released a single off it or something. I don't think I, I ever heard the album. No, yeah, no, I got the album. It's, okay. it's, great. it's got the Jim Fitzpatrick artwork that he only gave him to in black and white, so it's, it's black on black. If you hold it in just the right light, it looks amazing. Right. Otherwise, Definitely. the first Metallica or the, the, the last Metallica album that I would, that I would even accept in any way. Um, but anyway, before that was a bit of Motorhead and I played them because you were at that gig, weren't you, when Motorhead played in the RDS? No, I was at them in the in the in Baker Street. It's just the one with the incident. Yeah. What what was your understanding of the incident? Well, my understanding from the incident is the lads from uh, Rage and Speedhorn uh, started on some of our friends. <laughs> And one of our friends came running across the street and went to throw a dig and twisted his ankle on the curb and took a big spill. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it sounded like a big fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah, Monty called me the next day and goes, who's your man? He's fair play to him. He came over. He had a big swing as your man and fucking creased himself, smacked his head off the ground. But he got back up and punched him again. <laughs> So yeah, that, I, I think I know who that was, but we won't mention his name. We all know who that was. Even yeah. now we don't mention that name, half the people we know know who that was anyways. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, so that was Motorhead with Motorhead, and then, Mo then Firetop, Wizards of Firetop Mountains ain't going to lose, and now you're going to play, you're going to go post-punk. Yeah, see, like, I, I don't, like, you know, uh, I, I, I don't differentiate between punk. It's all punk to me. You know, <laughs> so uh, Perubu, uh, non alignment pact, it's just something, it's a and like you know, it's an old song, but it's uh, been I've been playing a lot in the last couple of years for some reason. It's uh, it, it's a bopper, as my son would say. <laughs>
All right, Daryl, was that? That was uh, Carl Gons from Sweden and Millennials. Um, a band that um, I only heard of when fucking Timo posted, oh, Carl Gons are playing tomorrow night uh, in the Workmans and some other band. And I checked them out. I was like, shit, it's a Tuesday night. I can't go. And uh, yeah, a big regret for not seeing them live. I'd say they would have been fucking excellent. They would have been great, yeah. Yeah. And then before that was Naked Raygun, um, Treason, um, just following on from the earlier. Um, yeah, and, uh, again, another band that I wouldn't have had a huge, I wouldn't have listened to a lot, but in the last while, I like that song, it's just been fucking, again, it's a, it's a, it's a bopper. Yeah, <laughs> it's like guitar music, and like that never goes out of style, really. Yeah, I love a catchy song and yeah. a, a good chorus, like you know. And I have to say, a lot of a lot of punk has that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the idea. Yeah, it's got groove. Yeah, it's all about the groove. All right. Well, speaking of the groove, nice segue. Um, hey, I remember going going to this gig with you. We were talking about this gig the other day. Uh, the White Hills gig and what was that? The warehouse down on Barrow. Oh, that was Barrow Street, yeah, Little Lane up in the the ballet place up above it. That yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. If if ever a gig got improved by a double booking in the, uh, was it meant to be in the Button Factory? That Thanks. was like, yeah, um, that was fucking great. That was so much better down there. Um, like fucking fair play to Timmy. Timo, just, it was so fucking, it was so great that like we thought we were going to the button fire, and then we ended up down at Barrow Street, and then like the whole the whole like all right, where are we gonna go for drink? The whole adventure of being down in that area that. But but it was a it was a BYO. Yeah. So like I arrived down with a fucking twelve pack of Bavaria. <laughs> um, I remember seeing fucking who was a Jo with a box of wine. And like fucking everybody had stupid amounts of fucking drink, of drink with them, Hated and that. it was just like it was yeah, it was it was fucking crazy. Everyone was just so fucked at it. As soon as the gig was over, it was a race to the pub to get a pint. Well, that's we went up to McGrattan's, but like McGrattan's, McGrattan's is like fucking. It's. I don't know. It's, it, it's one of the oddest pubs ever in that you go in and there's some always crazy shit going on, just crazy drunken shit in a fun way. Now, not, not in a dangerous or threatening way. Anytime I've ever been in there, there's just some, like, you know, crazy shit going on. Right at the front, right at the bar, and then you go to the back, everything's grand. You think yeah. it's the exact opposite. Yeah. But anyway. and, Doyle sit, and Doyle sitting at the bar there, drinking our gin. That's right, yeah. yeah. I was in that I was in that place and my dad started crying about Bobby Kennedy being shot. <laughs> was he shot in there? <laughs> Fortunately no. All right, anyways, a bit of the White Hills with the condition and nothing.
What's that, Darren? What are you drinking? This is Original Sin by Lervig. It's uh, they they every year they bring out a fucking amazing imperial stout. And uh, like last year was their peanut butter fucking. It was oh, cheap lunch. It was called, and this year it's uh, Original Sin. It's a Imperial Double Chocolate Stout. God, that sounds terrible. Yeah, well... Is it nice? To, it's fucking delicious. Yeah, I was uh, say that sounds terrible and give out, but as we were talking about before, I'm drinking a, a lime and coconut ghost. That lime, like, lime and coconut go so well together. Like, it, uh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, the hop for the lime and coconut ghost, the no-cars lime and coconut ghost, it's a white one. They had a they had a pink they had like an orange can same same branding orange can purple can okay. and white can and before oh. that in the uh, the dead center do you know anything about them yeah they're down in the Midlands somewhere aren't they um, I've had what's the one in the sort of maroon can uh, yeah the, the oatmeal IPA yeah yeah I've got that I've got that at Max. Yeah. What's that one like that you have? Nice. It's a session, it's a session pale. I mean, it okay. what it says on the tin, it's a very nice beer. The problem with a lot of session pails is that they think it's not only the alcohol that they cook back on, they cook back on the hops as well. Whereas you need to fucking lash the hops into a session. Yeah. 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 You know, Get something like White Hag, the fucking Little Fawn, one of the best Irish session IPAs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. All right. Yeah. So that was uh, that was Joe Jackson with Gap at the time. Um, I was going to play the Anthrax version, but um, I did because you were saying because you played and you heard you heard the other. The, the Anthrax version, right? When that came out on uh, Persistence of Time, it was. Um, it like it was just fucking mind blowing. I was like, wow, this is fucking deadly. And then the story going round, well, at least in Ireland, was Joe Jackson wrote that song for Anthrax. It wasn't. <laughs> there was a cover. So I never thought that was a cover for years. I thought that was a song that Joe Jackson wrote for Anthrax. And Why it was only like a song for Anthrax. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But that was the story that went around. So, uh, but like. Who the fuck is Joe Jackson? That that was the other question. Like I didn't even know who Joe Jackson was at the time. Going out with him. I, yeah. Well, I think that was the reference. I was like, oh, that John. Oh, he's a fan of Anthrax. He wrote a song for them. Fair play. That sound. <laughs> and before that, the Melvins, because remember we we DJ that Melvins gig in. You and I were the DJs for the Melvins gig in. Uh, That's right. Flipper and porn and who else? It was big business. Big business. Yes, that's right. We were upstairs and the fucking I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Rock Rock D had Chris Rock D had DJs. Chris Novoselic was up there walking around, balding like your like your stepdad or something. He did. <laughs> that's that's the most one of the most influential people in rock in the last. 30 years and he looks like a school principal and uh well, you know he, he looks like a politician yeah 
And then Dave Lombardo was there for some reason, and the Slayer wasn't even playing. Was he? You don't remember that? Dave Lombardo was walking around. Oh, man. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised you don't remember much about that evening. That was some night, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. what do you think next? So, oh, yeah. The, again, another band I came to late in my life was uh, Wipers and uh, this album, uh, Youth of America, and the fucking song, uh, When It's Over. I, I, I love it a bit. So I fucking play it so much. Um, it's on regular rotation. Um, it's just uh, like the instrumental part of it is just phenomenal, I think. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you meet, like, whenever I meet people, when I used to meet people back in the day when people didn't know where Portland was from. Yeah, yeah, where are you from? Yeah, Portland. Wipers. Greg Sage. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to nod and yeah, you'd be in. <laughs> All right. That's so much better than being gone, oh, where are you from? Dublin. And some someone goes, You too. Like <laughs> saying like the wipers is so much better. Yeah. Portland is way cooler. <laughs>
Darrow, was that? That was Slift uh, from France. Their fucking album from last year, Mon, is like fucking amazing. It was definitely in my uh, top five albums of the year. And that song, Lions, Tigers and Bears, is in my top one songs of last year. It's uh, and they were added to the Desert Fest Antwerp lineup today. Um, I'm going out to it. It's the 15th, 16th, and 17th of October. Um, and the lineup was like really good. Uh, Wolves in the Trauma were playing. There was a few other bands like from America that cancelled, so they added like Cadaver, uh, Dope Lord, and a few others. And it was like, yeah, this is deadly. Yeah. And then today they announced. Slift are playing Thousand Mods <clears throat> and like fucking loads of other bands. Colorheads are playing as well. The lineup just went from being grand to being actually deadly. And um, yeah, so the band before that, then they played Sonata, they were on the lineup, the original lineup. And I've been looking to see them for a couple of years. Fucking can't wait to see them. The only issue I have is that I can only go for Friday and Saturday. And <laughs> so if all the bands I want to see are played on Sunday, I gotta fucking cry all the way home on Erlingus. I've I've been I've been caught in that vortex before. With a oh, but, so one of the other bands that were announced today, Yuri Gargara, they posted down on their uh, Instagram feed that they're playing on the 17th, so they're playing on the Sunday. I'm like, oh, no. So that's the first the first of the fucking, probably many of the bands I want to see that are playing on the Sunday. I was hoping, like, so Motorcycle and Cadaver are the two headlines at the moment. Another fucking thing, Elder announced that they are doing a European tour, and they have the 15th free as a TBA, and I'm hoping that they're the, the Friday night and then we'll have Cadaver Saturday, Motorcycle Sunday. Motorcycle, don't really care about. Look at the picture oh, of the, on the website. Motorcycle in, in Madrid right before the lockdown, right before coronavirus showed up. Oh, yeah. And they were great. Yeah. Were- like, no, they are, they are great. But-, but I was actually, I was sitting across the street in a pub drinking points and every once in a while I'd go back in and they'd still be playing and they'd be deadly and they'd be like yeah. a double neck guitar up there and your man was wailing away and you'd stay, stick around for half an hour and you'd go out and have a couple pints in the street and you come back in and they were still playing you know with yeah. a flying V now or a, you know a yeah. six board ensemble or something they are good um, they're relentless like they play um, yeah but I would rather them play on the Sunday than either Elder or Cadaver. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. We are so, we're we're gonna wrap up the show here at at um at nearly that. Um I'm gonna play one more song. It was always when we were doing the Rock Tea had it was always the last song. And it has become less socially acceptable in the last few years, particularly the, the video for the song. <laughs> the sad with the song, Derek, you're a teacher. I'm half for you. It's it's fine. It's it's fine. The attention, the attention is wholesome. <laughs> All right. So thanks for tuning in to the Rock Jihad Radio here on Radioactive International. We'll do it again, Daryl. Only. Defo, defo. Cool. Yeah.
All right, until next time, this is Hot for Teacher. Don't take any offense.